singles only podcast, the number one podcast for single people and not single people. So everybody, Paul Farber, I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us. This week's episode contains recently single comedian Derek Langvenis. Very funny episode. Very informative episode. I love this episode. I love Derek. You guys will love it too. Check out my website, paulfcomedy.com, for upcoming dates. September, I am in Oklahoma City, Looney Bin. I am at Arkansas, Looney Bin. I will be at Crackers in Indianapolis with Patty Vasquez. I will be at Zany's in Rosemont with Rob Little. So check out these shows. I've got some other dates uh, during the week in Chicago when I'm in town in September. Get the shirt. PaulFComedy.com has the Paul, the new Better Call Paul shirts. Get one for yourself. Get it for your friends. Uh, 50% of the proceeds goes to causes related to suicide prevention. It is Suicide Prevention Month, Suicide Awareness Month. So please buy a shirt and check out our sponsors. I want to talk about a new show that we are uh, collaborating with called Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams. It's a no-judgment podcast where women share their stories of why they were unfaithful. The stories are read anonymously by the host, Rebecca Adams. It's quick to judge people for why they ended up being unfaithful in a relationship, whether it's physically acting on something or emotional connection with someone that is not your partner. We've all been there. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Of course, she doesn't condone infidelity. I don't condone it. But I think it's hypocritical to think of yourself as being above it. Uh, whether Whatever the levels are, we've talked about on the podcast, whether it's considered being unfaithful if you watch porn, if you have a, a work wife or a work husband, there's all levels of this. So this is where you can listen to these stories and see if you relate. And don't judge. It's quick and easy to judge a person listening to their stories. But here's a place where you can go without judgment, raw truth, stories of female infidelity. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff. You can catch it on Apple Podcast or wherever you podcast. And uh, also, um, you can get it on her website, uh, which is uh, raw truth stories of female infidelity.com. Uh, check it out. Tell her I sent you. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host. We're doing this episode with no voice of reason, so the the training wheels are off. Uh, I don't know if we'll need them tonight. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But I have a, a good friend of mine, a comedian. Uh, we've done shows together for the past at least five, if not yeah, ten years. Uh, one of the greatest things to come out of Canada since Rush. <laughs> Although not from Montreal, uh, Derek Lang Venus. Very good. That's that's amazing. Uh, you deserve <laughs> it's a years a, of practice. You deserve a reward for that. Well, we've done shows before, and I've had to bring you up, and I think you've explained it to me. But we I also did. haven't done shows together in a while either. Oh my so. gosh! Remember that's comedy? Right. <laughs> I'm getting something foggy. It's coming into my head now, but I seem to remember a microphone and yes. a stool. 
people were laughing. Does that sound right? Does anyone remember laughter? Oh my god, that's a Led Zeppelin tone. Um, I'd just like to point out to the viewers here that I'm actually talking to you through a glass plexiglass shield. Yeah, I got here, a plexiglass, and it feels like you're my attorney right, right now, and I'm incarcerated. <laughs> so. uh, we are playing it safe because of the new variants that have arisen in the world, yeah. allegedly. If it's real, yeah. we don't know if it's real. Well, science. An abundance of caution, as Out of they an say. Abundance of caution. There are there were a lot of comedians in Chicago getting uh, oh really uh, the the new variant. Yeah, oh, I mean not getting sick, but at least being wow. carried. Okay. So, um, that being said, um, I do want to mention this. When the pandemic first started, I was following you on the YouTube's yeah. because you went to move to LA. I did. What a bad time. To finally move to LA, like it was, it was such oh, a cool thing. I was following yeah. it on YouTube. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah. this is like a cool little show." Yeah, everything looked like uh, it was on the up and up. Yeah, and uh, I was excited. And um, yeah, I moved there, and two months later, the pandemic <laughs> hit. That's and when I, I knew it was real, by the way, yeah. because like my shows were canceling, yeah. and then I was like, "Well, they're still doing Derek's yeah. show is still going on," and then you yeah. were like. Yeah, show got canceled. Yeah, so I had a thing going where it was called Derek in L.A., and we were doing it on YouTube, and it was just kind of chronicling my life as a stand-up comic and, you know, just the struggles and what I was doing to get myself to the next level, you know? And, and a lot of people responded well to it, you know, people who weren't in the business. Yeah. I had a lot of, I had a lot of teenagers right. watching, and uh, they're like, wow, this is very interesting. You know, thanks for the perspective on what it's like to have to hustle well, you yeah. already were an established headliner. I it was, was kind of like starting yeah, over in L.A. But on the B circuit, I mean, the A circuit, forget about it. You mm -hmm. know, because when you go to L.A., one thing that becomes very clear, there's two groups of people. There is the people who are famous and then the people who are not. Right. And the amount of talent in that second pool is outstanding. Yeah. You know, you have got some really strong talent, right. but they're not famous. Right. And that means they're nobody and they're struggling and they're hustling. And, they got like six uh, jobs. Yeah. They've got six jobs. Life is tough. They're driving an Uber. They're working in a restaurant. Right. And they're hitting the road. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's really where it kind of hits you when you go to LA. Yeah. Um, that's what that, I was on my. I was planning on being there part-time, if not more, uh, for something I was working on. And so I was kind of following your uh, lead on that YouTube stuff. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So this is these are the things I'm going to I'm gonna have to do again, too. So, But I had when you went out there, I had just left L.A. like a month before. And I did like two weeks there, yeah, yeah. auditioned for a bunch of people. Yeah. So I, I get it. And so it's kind of crazy. But anyway, we're not here to... to, right. to re re yes. that. Yeah. We're here to life talk. Life moves on. Yes. We're talking about life moving on. Exactly. And you and I were talking at the Comedy Bar's 10-year anniversary party. Mm -hmm. And I told you about the mass situation. And I likened it to our Zoom shows I was right. talking about. I was like, yeah, I did Zoom during the thing. And then I had to go back. But it was like going back to condoms after you've been recently separated. Oh, man. And, <laughs> and then you I told me a to bomb. You just dropped a bomb on me that yeah. uh, you are recently single. Yeah. 
uh, after 12 years of marriage. So it was a, yeah, it was a bomb for me, you know? And, um, but it was so funny you talking about that example, the condom. (laughs) And it, I had that exact experience recently (laughs) where, and I don't even know if I should tell this story because she's probably not listening anyway, but, uh, I'm not even telling her name, but she, I mean, uh, I, I was for the first time having sex with a condom after and 12 yeah. after 12 years and boy did i butcher that experience yeah it's I, different the new technology well <laughs> i just I, you know they say you know once you ride a bike you know yeah. type of thing but it's not the same with condoms if you yeah. haven't put on a condom in 12 years you are not doing that gracefully right. uh, no <laughs> for those of you who don't know the analogy what what i said was we were doing Zoom shows uh, during the pandemic, and then I got the freedom to go do real shows. And then I went back to Zoom, and I the first show I did back, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, now I know what it feels like mm-hmm. to go back to condoms for a, yeah. a recently separated man. Fun. Yeah, it's not because it's like not the. I mean, it's still it still counts as comedy, right. Zoom or sex, right. but it's not the same. Um, you know, <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, yeah, I it's I couldn't do the Zoom shows. I tried to, but yeah. um, it was just it. I did one of them, and I said I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. Um, what about the condom sex? Uh, you know, it actually ended up being a fun moment because okay. I just kind of owned it. Yeah. Sometimes when those things happen, like I owned my difficulty applying that thing. Yeah. You know, and I was shocked about it, and so I just went into like. Uh, narrated it like it was like a sports <laughs> show. It's like your like, YouTube show. Oh, Derek is in serious trouble now. Yeah. It's all gone south for him. He shouldn't have cut his nails so short because <laughs> yeah, the rapper exactly. is very slippery right now. Yeah. Well, it started off good. I tore that condom open with my teeth like oh, a real man. That a, and that a uh, I got a little cocky, and that's where it all unraveled. Uh, like, oh, I put this on upside down. Exactly. That's a common mistake. That's the mistake. Happens and all the time. And then you turn it over and something goes wrong and you think, oh, did I did I make a mistake? No, it was on the right. And then you go back and forth and back right. and forth. And now that you're just in you're a like, downward spiral yeah, now. Literally. At this point. <laughs> the sp- there's downness. <laughs> at the, and Other things are going down, right? Ever, right. Everything's going down. <laughs> And uh, all the guys listening know exactly what we're talking uh, about. Of course. Uh, and women do, too. Do they? They've yeah, I guess seen they it. Do. They're they've the seen witnesses. It, and they've they're, seen that. In the front and, row. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I got a good. little... Forgot speaking the old, of... Speaking of... Now, this is something <laughs> we as comics warn our audiences. Turn your... Turn your cell off. phones off. And look, I... Um, That's all right. Look what um, I did. So wait, let me ask you this. Um, 12 years of marriage. I always say um, marriage is an outdated institution. Having been there in the front seats, in the trenches, do you think you'll ever get married again? Um, yeah, but it will be a while. Okay. Uh, that's not something. And there's a there's a variety of reasons for it. Well, uh, I hear the biggest reason to get married is to have kids. And that's also the biggest reason not to get married again is already having kids. Right. And so when you asked me would I ever get married again... Uh, the biggest issue I would have is just the fact that, okay, I've got still got young kids, mm-hmm. and how would they react to that? Right. Um, how would I sort of tell them that? Um, I mean, just introducing a person that I was serious about to my kids, that would take at least minimum six to nine months oh, of, of course. a relationship before I was even comfortable doing that. That's maybe I, even a year. 
as a man who's date, dated a lot of women who have children, I don't expect to meet the kids yeah, anytime exactly. Soon. And so I think getting married, I'd have to really, really feel comfortable yeah. about that. And that would have to be something we both really wanted. Well, what, why do you believe in this institution of marriage since? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think that it's a way. Um, I think the best the best reason for that is um, it's people like commitment, Mm -hmm. you know, people like to, it's the whole idea of going all in on something, right? Whether it's an investment, uh, whether it's a job, whether it's a company or whether it's a relationship, there's something that marriage says about your level of commitment. You are literally going all in. And I think that's, you know, that's important to some people. Do you think that the the traditional marriage route, the way that uh, whether it's monogamy or just like this idea that it's till death do you part, do you think that that puts an unreasonable amount of uh, stress on such a commitment? No, I don't actually. Well, let me ask you then, what, what do you think... What, why Why did, are you no longer married then? What, what? Um, you know, uh, why am I no longer married? I mean... Uh, <laughs> I think the short answer is because I never thought I wouldn't be. Okay. I never imagined it. And uh, I think I got kind of, um, how shall I say, uh, lazy or nonchalant about investing in the marriage. You right. You know, I... I, uh, yeah, I... Um, I didn't do the things that I needed to do to make sure she was still in love with me, and maybe she didn't do the same thing either. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think, to be honest with you, and I have no problem admitting this, is that she fell out of love with me. Uh, wasn't that I fell out of love with her? Although maybe I didn't uh, do the things that I needed to, to show do, that you to were show so, right, right. I was in love with her to the same extent that she did, right. Um, and so, you know, I take ownership of that. You know, I think in the beginning I was like very angry with her because I felt like she uh, was betraying me. She was betraying the, the institution of marriage and our children and all that by not working hard enough to repair the rift that had developed. But at the end of the day, you know, I got to take ownership and how that thing fell apart. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. you know, I can speak to the things I did wrong. Right. And now uh, in hindsight, you in hindsight. Yeah. And that's really the only way. And that's the re- really the only way to be happy, especially when you're on what I would call the losing end of things in the sense that you're being the one who's I mean, she petitioned for divorce, not me. Right. And so I think the only way to move on is just to accept your part in it. And I definitely did not. Um, I didn't take it seriously enough. I think I took it for granted. I think yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I took marriage, the marriage for, granted. for granted. I did. Well, do you think that... Well, how long were you guys together before the 12 years? Uh, about two years. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you think that... Um, you said that she she must have fallen out of love with you, but you've also changed in the 14 years since you guys first got married or first got together, right? Um. Is that doesn't that play a role? Uh, because you've personally grown, she's also grown, I'm mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doesn't that also play a role in this institution of marriage, where you're not going to be the same person you were that she fell in love with, and vice versa, twelve years ago? Yeah, obviously not. So, isn't that something that 
would go negate the institution of marriage because we're always evolving as human beings. Um, I think it can. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'll give you, I'll give you my perspective on it though. I think that. Um, you know, and as the marriage was falling apart, we went to uh, couples counseling or marriage counseling. And the epiphany I had at that point was, this is not the time to go <laughs> to marriage counseling. Why is that? When you're, because all you're doing is getting a... It's a too late, of, you mean. Yeah, you're just right. basically getting all the reasons why this marriage fell apart. It's the like time. a post. It's like yeah. a post game. It's analysis. a post game. Exactly. Yeah. It's a post game. Perfect analogy. Yeah. Going to couples counseling when your marriage is on the brink is like post game analysis. It's over. Right. Right. It's over. The time to go to marriage counseling is at the beginning of your marriage. And I actually know a couple who did that. And you know what? They're doing really well right now. Yeah, because you have a third party. That's a really good idea. That even if you just go once a year to be like, all right. What's, let's check in on the the to-do list or the things that have bothered you. Yeah. So it gives people time so it doesn't create a bigger rift well, or irre yeah. irreparable and you, damage. And you see what's, what's going on. That's a great idea. On, you know? and, and that's what I... I don't know if there's anyone listening who's at the beginning of their marriage. Uh, just go. Just go to couples counseling. And my Before. wife, My <laughs> wife had suggested it way many years ago and I said, why? Marriage is great. You know? Or at least wow, I thought it was. It was like foreshadowed. Right, right, right. And... And then it was so funny, as the as the marriage was falling apart, and she was, and and mostly because she didn't want to be married anymore to me, uh, I said, "Well, we got to go to couples counseling." <laughs> now you came back. Now later. I was like on board. That's a great idea. I was like, on board the sinking I came ship up with that for, at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh. Uh, so yeah, so that's my takeaway from it, and it's for the reasons you just mentioned. You know, we do grow, we become different people, and and sometimes we're growing apart without even realizing mm -hmm. it. And so I think at that point, you need someone to sort of just call that out and say, look at what's happening. Right. You need to bridge this gap. Right. You know, you need to recognize that you're changing, she's changing, and uh, you're not in sync anymore. You're yeah. not on the same page. You're, you're growing apart. And, and it's really hard, especially when you have children, you know. And so that's, that's the takeaway. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I think the same thing what you're saying is a, is a brilliant idea that nobody's brought to the table. My idea, I think, is on the similar analysis where I said uh, marriage should just be a seven-year contract that's <sighs> renewable. Right. And then at that seven-year, that's when all the discussion, you know, you're in a re-signing yeah. mode. You're like, okay, I want to re-sign, but here's what you have to change. Right. And then you guys re-sign it takes the pressure off the marriage but again i think marriage counseling yearly if it becomes a requirement in certain yeah. states will probably save a couple marriages or um, separate them when they should be separated yeah no i have no doubt that that would work for the betterment of the institution Proactive. of marriage assuming yeah. that the institution of marriage is something we want uh, how shall I say, to protect or encourage or, or encourage longer-lasting marriages, whatever it is. We'll come up with the legal language later yeah, once we yeah. leave this <laughs> conference. But, you know, it's really hard. Mar a divorce is the, was the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life. Are it, you it, divorced now or you're yeah, still? Oh, wow, yeah. that was fast. So, well, that was a year. Right. Uh, the I, whole yeah, thing right. started okay. a year ago. So, well, during uh, the I pandemic, mean, I, thought, I thought it was hard to get divorced, yeah, too. But. It was, but and everything is done over Zoom now. And... Um, but it was the most traumatic experience of my Absolutely. life. They say it's a, other than death, divorce is the hardest yeah, thing. Yeah, so you don't, you know, you kind of want to avoid something like that, you know. Yeah. And, but 
I mean, yeah, I mean, what can I do? You know, that's, that's life. You got to move on. And I was depressed for a while and more than I'd ever been in my life. And I was, I was amazed by how depressed that, cause I'm a pretty confident, positive guy to begin with. Like most things roll Absolutely. off my back, you know, and I have just an optimistic outlook to begin with. And still, that just wasn't enough. I got so depressed, I could barely lift my head up. And um, so that was that was a surprise for me. You know, I never imagined to be one of those people, the, the depressed people. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of used to look at that, those kinds of people, and be like, how can you know, just pick yourself up? I mean, what's right. wrong? Just go out and... It's nice outside. Yeah, yeah. go for a bike ride. What's your problem? You yeah. know, and then it happened to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is hard. You know, because you it's 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 kind of like a catch twenty two, right? When you're depressed, you have no energy. But in order to get out of it, you need energy, right? Right, because you need the energy to actually do something to help you get out of it. But so you're, you're not getting any energy, right? And so you're just <laughs> kind of stuck in a ah. way. And I think for me, what worked was just uh, forgiving myself for being depressed, right? And then forgiving myself for doing nothing for a month, which was what happened. I did nothing for a month. Sure. And then I was like, okay, I can't, this is no longer fun. This is, this got to end. And it did. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer still am, but you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation or You're just injured somewhere, and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so... In addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-648. 8800 or check out his website scottshapirolegal.com call him today tell him i sent you you will not regret it and despite that you still believe in the institution of marriage yeah why can't you just be with someone and not have to deal with this possibility of divorce again because um you already got the kids yeah yeah no i can i can i I have no problem with that no i'm saying like the reason most people get married is to have kids, right? Right. You already have the kids. Right. So you have the best of both worlds now. Like <laughs> you, you've got what you need out of a relationship and now you can go out there, grow personally, yeah. meet people, not have to answer to somebody else, not have to yeah. put in the work, right. which is required in a successful marriage. And then if you meet people, great. You can you know, go all in without marriage. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you can mm-hmm. have a level of commitment, but then you can also be like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm going to go on the road now. Yeah. And but don't life. you think it's hard though, being in a relationship with someone after so many years, excuse me. And, um, and then it's like, well, 
do we move in? Do we share a nah, house? And it's a new world no, now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that would never that would never be of interest. To <laughs> I you. usually get I get dumped within three months or a year. So like, yeah. Usually that's when the, they're like, "Where is this going?" I'm like, "Why do we have to go anywhere?" Yeah. And then they they start walking out. Yeah. No, I understand that, uh, but I I think it's just different for everyone, you know. Sure. And I'm I'm You're kind a, of a I don't know one one woman guy. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I have a hard time doing one night stands i know that well uh, well yeah we know that now with the the kind of issue i'm uh, assuming but um yeah i don't know i like the idea of just growing with somebody you know i like i like the idea of just getting to know someone i get i love the idea of just going somewhere with someone and sharing intimate details about your thoughts and and that sort of thing i enjoy a really close relationship yeah, uh, I really do, and and sometimes it just you, there's nowhere to go but marriage. I think you know, yeah. and and it's because at least one of you, you know, wants that level of commitment. Right. But I hear what you're saying. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. I certainly have been in a relation. I was before I got married. I was in a relationship for five years, and you know, that's a long time. Right. You're one. You are a commitment guy. Yeah, exactly. I like it more. But that being said, I've also had short relationships too. But I just love the long relationship too. I love that. Uh, I wish there were a way, another way to do but it. Didn't maybe. you? You you're a traveling comedian. You meet a lot of people. You say you like to meet new people and you talk to them. For sure. Isn't there that sort of relationship? Whether you act on an extramarital affair or not, there's still that thought in your head that's been implanted where you meet someone cool. Doesn't that does that change your outlook on this commitment idea in the sense of like where you meet a really cool person and you're like this oh, I wish I wasn't married for a second. For sure. For sure. But, you know, it's kind of like the old cliche. You can have your cake and eat it, too. You know, oh, it's, it's you well, maybe some would try, <laughs> but I never understood. that. Yeah. No, why I, would you get cake <laughs> if you're not going to fucking eat it? That's why the whole analogy. But you know what I mean? Like, it's I do. there is. Look, there's no perfect situation. Right. Everything. There is an opportunity cost to every decision you make, every situation Absolutely. you're in. Right. Yeah. And I'll. I mean, I've been, you can't, I can't tell you the amount of times I was on the road and I saw someone fantastic and I was hitting it off with her and I was like, man, why do I have to be married? You know? <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, it's, it's just the way it is. You right. Know? Right. You've got to decide what's most important to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's tons of beautiful people out there and you, you know, you just. You can't be with them all. You right. know? I mean, you can try. I'm not king of my own country. <laughs> you know, if I were, it'd be a different story. You know, if yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. How are how are you meeting people now? Uh, uh, how online. Are, online? Yeah. yeah. Which uh, which ones are you using? Anything? Uh, Match.com okay. uh, has been the most successful for me. Those are like and, ones, that's a serious one where people are looking to get into it. Yeah, you know, and I may have kind of, but... At the same token, I also put in my profile, uh, the exact thing I put was uh, not looking for ha- happily ever after, just looking for happy for now. Right. And that kind of like lets people know, is that, okay, you want a serious relationship? It, it, that's fine, but I'm that not. That sounds gonna, like you're looking to hook up, though, too, the way. Um, I'm kind of I know looking, you're not. But. Yeah, no, I'm looking for that. Actually, I'm, I'm looking to hook up, but not right away. Like, right. I would prefer a date or two yeah. first. 
It's you just should try the other apps too, like Hinge or Bumble or something like that. Those are uh, yeah, but too. they all cost money. No, and... they're not. Oh, are they? I think they're free levels of it. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. No, they're all the same. I, you're absolutely right. Match.com is more for serious people. But that being said, I've had success with just Great. a date and sex. So yeah, it still it still works. A lot of people don't know what they want. Right. They think they want that, and I put myself in that category as well. I I think. Everybody says, what I say is, I know what I don't want. When people are like, right. oh, why are you here? I'm like, well, I know what I don't want. Right. And these are the things. That's more accurate. And what's left is what's an option. That's way more accurate to say, I know what I don't want. Right. As opposed to say, I know what I want. That is really very hard. And those yeah, I'm people a dating are expert. psychotic. I know all these things. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, the I people mean? that say, the I'm mean, here. I want to be married by I August. This, 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 <laughs> this, and that. I'm like, you know, you're not looking for an apartment. <laughs> not like a checklist where you can be like oh no dishwasher out pass like you know what i mean yeah like that it works for that it's a human being and you don't even know you'll see a picture of them how many times i it's amazing how many times you'll meet someone and just for just from interacting with them they become way more attractive to you then if you just saw your their picture and you'd be like, oh, that's that person is right. definitely not what I'm looking for. But I guarantee you, if you met them and and had a date with them, your level of attraction to them, assuming they had like a really good personality and all this, your attraction level goes up. Absolutely. You know, and and so that's something you have to take into mind when you're going on to these apps. Is like my in the in the beginning, I had a lot of difficulty. I couldn't. I didn't go on any dates. And it was because I would just base everything on the picture and it had to be this ideal good looking physicality. physicality. Sure. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, I'm not ideal. You know, what's my problem? You're pretty ideal. <laughs> pretty eyes. Yeah. Ha- thank good you. Good teeth. Good teeth, pretty eyes. That's about it. But so I was just like, I'm just going on dates. And it was amazing how everything changed. You know, I was just like, gosh, this person's really attractive to me suddenly. That's great. Not that they weren't before, but now I've, sure. you know, I was like, you know, I really like this person and I, you know, I want to, I want to sleep with them. And then that's what would happen. Yeah. You know, and so uh, right now it's, it's taken a while to get to that point, but you know, right now it's, it's good. Have you had any interesting experiences, uh, in the world since you've been, the whole new world has changed since you've been back other than the condom issue? The condom issue. Have um, you had other dates where you're just like, uh, people show up and you're like, oh, okay. I, I've had some, you know, crazy, uh, uh, I was dating, I was dating this uh, Russian woman and it's amazing how uh, crazy doesn't show up right away. It's like it's hiding, and then it'll just pop out uh-huh. in the middle of the night and scare the crap out of you to the point where you just want to jump through a window and exit the house or whatever. Which is what you did. And, which is pretty much, I the window was open, thank God, <laughs> and I landed on some bushes. And, but no, I had this one experience where I was dating this woman who had a very uh, uh, thick accent, and... Uh, you know, I didn't say anything about it, but it was uh, it was kind of funny to me, you know, because she'd been in America for like forever. And so we were lying down one time and I said, you know, she said, you know, what do you think of uh, of my accent? You know, do you find it hard to understand me? And I go, you know, I'm really surprised that you still, <laughs> that have, you still have this accent considering how long you've been yeah. in this country. Like, do, you know. And do you, do you not like Speak. hang out with <laughs> Americans? Yeah. And she got angry to the point where she wanted to stab me. 
and uh, ordered me out of her house because she said that I had insulted her. Uh, <laughs> That's and, pretty funny. And I was like, no, no. I was she just, asked the question. Yeah. What did she expect you to say? And I, I was laughing about it. Right. You know, I was like, you know, I'm, it's kind of funny to me that you're not better. <laughs> it's asking. it's so crazy. You know, my parents are the same way. Yeah, uh, that's all I was thinking. You know, I'm like and, they, and I always, I always struggle. Uh, there's another uh, person I'll tell you off the when we get off the of the thing, but the, very well known in the comedian industry, comedy industry, who still has an accent. And like you've been yeah. here for 50 years, and yeah. my parents have been the same way. My mom's accent gets worse with age. It's like. But yeah, that is funny. That at least they know it. But she seems like she was not. Uh, yeah, she wasn't. Uh, she didn't take feedback very well. Was she and tall and blonde by chance? Tall and dark. Oh, okay. I think was more. It's not the same Russian. Not the same Russian you dated. But I, I, yeah, it's fine. It's kind of interesting because I think when people come over to this country, uh, or any country for that matter, from a different country, they tend to sort of just gravitate to people who are in yeah. their culture their culture and, and language yeah and um and you and it and you, it's interesting you don't really think about it as a native of the country uh that someone could be in your country for 20 30 years and really not have made any steps in <laughs> growth in the language in the language you know oh, and i and i don't a journalist think, <laughs> she's yeah. on dumb news <laughs> And I didn't. I don't know that that's really right for me to have that sort of critique, you know, because I don't know. She asked you, yeah. and you gave her the answer. No, and that's she true. kicked you out of the that's house. True. I don't think she, you should feel bad for that. She just kicked me out, and then the next day she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know, maybe I acted a little too rashly and all that." And I'm like, hey, "She said rashly. She knew the word rashly. I can't remember the word she used, <laughs> but uh, it probably wasn't rashly. I acted." Uh, Upsetly, she probably Upsetly. used wrong English. <laughs> and then when she did, you corrected her. And, You're like, actually, the word is. And then I said rashly. it's okay. And then I realized that I hadn't blocked her yet. And so, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and then anyway, so that was the last communication we had was her apology. Um, <laughs> and so that was that. Yeah. Any uh, other any dates? Uh, well, let me ask you this: What have you learned that you don't want anymore, other than people that? Can't speak you know, I language. haven't really dated enough. You know, you. Yeah. It's funny. I'm here just on the. I didn't really want to date until I was really divorced. Right. Uh, I just kind of had that. Well, now you have. Now yeah. you are. And so I haven't been dating long. So I only really have two or three sort of experiences. And, We've covered uh, two of them. <laughs> All so far. Uh, so far, neither of them have gone extremely well. But. Um, that's fine, though. I, I, yeah. It's, well, what do you what do you know? I know you said you are not looking for happy happily ever after, but you're looking for happy because you are. People are going to listen to this podcast yeah. and gonna see your picture. So, yeah. what is it that you know are deal breakers in sense of like, you know, whether it's you know accents or or you know political issues yeah. or religious or looks or yeah. heights? Do you have something? See, none of those things you've mentioned are deal breakers for me, interestingly okay. enough. What, what I would say is a deal breaker is when people are who really want something very serious right away. Absolutely. And, um, you know, they're kind of... I want, I want someone who is um, going to be able to provide and blah, blah, blah. And But mostly it's just I need someone who's serious about being in a long-term relationship. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's, that's not me. And, and I don't want you to be disappointed. So those are deal breakers. And I think also just people who uh, don't look to have, take a picture of themselves like uh, from 50 yards yeah. away with sunglasses on. Or their ski. And, uh, I always joke if you have like a ski, the women that have their ski 
tr- pictures like yeah here's me with all my clothes yeah. well how is this gonna yeah. help me know here's, what you even look like yeah and goggles I'm, I'm like if you're already trying to hide something then forget about it to me uh, nothing impresses me more than a close-up photo yeah. uh, of someone just looking straight into the cameras like this is who i am right here take it or leave it take it or leave it and i never understood the concept of people like hiding their bodies or whatever and thinking the first date like oh i'm so shocked yeah. that you know, or they're and they and women complain that guys will say they're six foot and they show yeah. up they're five nine oh, like there's all kinds point. of weird shit it's yeah. like i always put like the most average picture of myself to be like okay because your first impression is gonna be you know you have your best pick if you put our like our if we put our headshots on there and then they yeah. see like <laughs> that's from 10 years ago yeah. like, it's like i don't understand the concept put like an average picture so that when they see you in person you're like oh you well look- i need to be able to find you in the bar if that's where we're meeting absolutely you know? yeah and if you've got some sort of weird filter on and yeah. uh sunglasses and all this other stuff going on. Like, how am I supposed to find you? Right. You know? Uh, so that's, that's, that's another deal breaker to me. If, if I can if, if I see you in a picture where you're obviously trying to obscure certain, certain things about it's your, it's gone. I'm the same uh, way. The yeah. Ski trip, ski pictures are right, already out. Right. Like it's fun to have a fun picture of you doing something within, but if that's like your first picture, your profile picture and you know, you're on a dating website, uh, like I'll have, I have fun pictures. I have a picture of me wearing a Batman mask within my photos, but that's like the third photo in. Right. And that's just so you can see my character at that right. point. Or right. if you've had like, I have one of me when I was 10 years old. Right. That's with normal. red, bad hair. But, but teeth like, braces yeah. and all that. But yeah. also like women will have, I'm sure men do it too, where it's like six, you have six pictures total. Right. Three of them are your fucking dog. I'm going to say no. I don't, I'm not dating your dog. I know the dog is important to you, but I also know now that you're a fucking psychopath about your dog. Oh, my God. That is so goddamn true. And there are so, women who are crazy with their that's dog. That's a bit, right? You are so... I'm amazed at how many times I've noticed that as well. It's, it's like insane. another picture of your dog? Okay. All right. And I dated a woman who was obsessed with her dog, and that was kind of our deal breaker, too, where, like... I was like, you need to spend at least two hours away from your dog. Right. It's okay. That's yeah. It's not healthy. It's not. Or any pet. Like There's someone else that was a... talking about their dog a lot and they like walked out of the walked out of the room and then I just looked at everyone else. I'm like, she's fucking that dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> um if you if you lined up all the women that you've gone on dates with um, and that you've married and were your five-year relationship, is there a commonality where people are like, oh, they all kind of look the same, or you're like, they're all from Montreal? Do you want to know the weird commonality in the three women that I've been serious with or could have married? Because uh, there's three of them in the 12 or so that I've dated, but the three, it's really kind of freaky. They are all the older sibling of a young brother. Of a younger brother. In other words, they were all oh. a two-sibling family yeah. where they were the older sibling. That is definitely more compelling than looks to me. All three of them. I'm a big... I have a book here about sibling orders and how important that is in uh, in terms of emotional behavior and mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. So that you're like the younger brother. And that's weird. Are you the... What's your... I'm sibling? the older brother in three... 
I'm the oldest brother in three. And so all three women that I've been in serious relationships, they were all, and by two years, the same amount of years. And, and I would obviously I find that out after I was sort of dating them. Do you put that? You should put that in your profile. If you're not an older. Now I'm thinking of doing that. You know, it's just like. To the Russian? What about the Russian? Did she have older? No, she was. That's why uh, it didn't work out. That was that was why it didn't work out. <laughs> and I know that now. You know, she was the older sibling. She was a younger sibling. That's what it was. I stay. I got. I got to avoid the younger siblings. If you're the youngest, that's what it was. Maybe because you're like. Well, you're the oldest, so you. I'm the oldest, so I need. I think this is what it is. So this is what I think it is. Um, as an older sibling, as the oldest sibling, you know, I expect people to be able to, you know, look after themselves the way I did, right? A younger sibling may feel How like, old are you? How much older are you than your next sibling? A year. Okay, so you were never an only child, really? No. So there's there's another level of... Is there another of, thing there? Yeah, okay. no, 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 there's another... You are, you are the stereotypical older son. Mm-hmm. But I, I like your idea, though, of me actually putting that in my profile. Yeah. See what happens. I mean, at this point, you know, I think the data's in. Yeah. I, I think the data's in. I think you need to. Uh, I want to have you back on here because I, I, I don't get into a relationship within the year. <laughs> if there's anything, I my only advice to you is, like, take some time because yeah. you've been, uh, you went from five years to 14 years. Yeah. You need to, you need to grow on your yeah. shit. No, I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. It's okay to be alone. I do it for, I've done yeah, it for 40 done it for years. Well. I agree with you. I think it's okay to be alone too, you know, and um, I think, I'll be honest with you, I miss sex. Yeah. Uh, you can get I that. Miss, you still and miss here. intimacy, and it's just that I've kind of conditioned myself to think that intimacy only really works when you're in a close relationship, and uh, I'm starting to find out that that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, yeah. this whole new world out there. Right. There's so, intimacy. I think it's just, I had just convinced myself that that was just the way it would always be for me. You know, so I, you know, maybe I need to sort of re-examine that. And, um, you do. Knows? Tell me, come back in a year and tell me what happens. And, and maybe from this website or from this podcast, people will be like, I don't want to meet this guy. Yeah, right. We didn't really even get into the Canadian <laughs> stuff, but we're out yeah, of time. We're so. out of time. Okay, well, it's fun. Thank you, and I feel like I learned something about myself. You today. did. This wasn't supposed to happen. It's a, it, was a, it, was, it was. I learned a lot too. We got uh, this new proactive marriage counseling idea. You should. You should, like, start that. Really? Okay. You have the because you have credibility because you actually you can you can be like the f- spokesperson right. to be like, here's why, guys. Mm-hmm. I was like you. Yeah. And now and I got to say it just like that. And now. <laughs> You do the commercial, <laughs> and now I'm having sex with a condom. You don't want this. <laughs> it's like a two for a commercial. Derek, where can uh, people find out more uh, about you other than Unmatched.com? Can, <laughs> they can find out more about me. Uh, I have my website. It's funnyderek.com, uh, so you can go to that. D-E-R-I-C-K. You know what? I got all the spellings of oh, Derek. I was good. smart. Uh, so, you know, D-E-R-I-C-K, D-E-R-E-K. Both of those will work. Good work. All right. Proactive stuff. That's right. Thank you, Derek, for coming on. I hope uh, I hope you had fun. You learned something from the dating expert that I have become. Uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of Singles Only Podcast. Ah!